0: Time to talk sports. 96.5 is 600 KGEZ, and the Knock On Sports is on the air. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Good evening and welcome. Welcome indeed here to a Wednesday night edition of the Knock On Sports. I woke up this morning and I thought it was Thursday. I have done that yesterday. And I did that today. Yesterday, I thought was Wednesday. Today, I thought was Thursday. Tomorrow, I'm probably going to think it's Friday because I'm going to be ready for Friday. Can't wait for the NCAA Tournament games to get underway here as we get ready for the NCAA Tournament later this weekend. We will complete our guest bracket tonight here on the Knock On Sports. We will do that with Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. He'll join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll get his picks on the East region of the NCAA Tournament. So he'll join us at the bottom of the hour to make those picks, but then we will have a complete guest show bracket that'll be up on the Knock On Sports Show bracket on the Tournament Bracket Challenge on ESPN.com. You can check it out. Find the links. You can find it right on Facebook as well as Twitter at the Knock On Sports Show. Just look for it there. It's right there. You can sign up. Easy to do. Fill in your bracket. And you'll be ready to rock and roll. Let me know if you can beat me or if you can keep your bracket from being busted this year. And already some interesting moves here. And we talked to Greg Peterson on the show on Monday and got his thoughts about when to fill out your bracket. Well, Kansas has already lost a big-time player, along with Oklahoma, due to some COVID issues. And so that changes things, potentially, for the bracket. Now, Kansas could still beat Eastern Washington, and maybe Oklahoma still beats uh, Missouri. But obviously, that Oklahoma-Missouri matchup it becomes a lot more interesting, because I had Oklahoma in quite a few of the brackets that I filled out. So... With that being said, it's going to be quite interesting to see how this thing rolls along and how much it changes because, like I said, it could you know we could see a team, we could see a player like we are right now. As much as I hate to say it, uh, it feels like COVID may play a part in this. I hope it truly doesn't because you just don't want it to, um, but there is that potential that this thing could potential happily, potentially happen here going forward. But either way, we will complete our NCAA bracket. Make sure you sign up to the Knockout Sports Show Tournament Bracket Challenge as well. Uh, just go to Facebook Facebook or Twitter at the Knock on Sports Show. Also joining us tonight on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, we will chat with Matt Kiweed from the Montana Standard as we take a look at Montana sports betting and the NCAA tournament. This time, around this time last year, the Montana Sports Betting app had already been uh, launched, and obviously the NCAA tournament was canceled, so we really couldn't find out how this was going to work. Because we know the NCAA tournament is one of the biggest events that is bet on uh, in the year. So with this, it's going to be quite interesting to see how Montana Sports Betting really handles this, because a lot of people are going to bet on uh, the NCAA tournament. And as I opened up the show on Monday, I'll say again, if you cannot gamble. And if you can't afford to gamble, then do not gamble. All right. That's always been my piece of advice. My grandfather, and I'll say this one too again, my grandfather, along with other members of my family, when it came to uh, sports gambling, if you can't, if you literally can take the money that you're willing to bet and set it on fire and you're okay with that, then you can gamble. But he always told me, he's like, if you can't do that, then don't gamble your money away. We'll see if I lay any bets. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of still just good with just filling out my bracket because I have no idea. I mean, I'm not exactly what you'd call a uh, savant when it comes to college basketball. Um, I mean, I, I like Gonzaga to potentially win it, but it, you know, the, so does everybody else. I think it was, I was looking on, um, uh some other sports gambling sites and I think there was like 23 percent of people have uh Gonzaga winning the title in their bracket so quite a few people look at Gonzaga and I just don't know how you're going to win any money by picking the favorites so I don't see that but Matt Kiwi will join us we'll clear all that up uh as well but a little bit later on here in the show Uh, Some NFL free agency news. The Seattle Seahawks have signed Gerald Everett, the tight end from the L.A. Rams to the Seahawks. So the Seahawks get yet another tight end uh, to help out after Greg Olson departed. I I like Will Disley still. Uh, We'll see if Will Disley gets more touches uh, next season and hopefully he can complete the whole season. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, So. Gerald Everett, another weapon for Russell Wilson, but again, not an offensive lineman. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs signed Kyle Long for a $5 million deal for one year. Uh, He's just coming out of retirement. I don't know if the Seahawks had him on their radar, but again, when you look at the price tag, one year, $5 million for a guy that was a Pro Bowler, even though he is coming out of retirement, Did the Seattle Seahawks make a pitch for him? Because obviously that's one of the big things that Russell Wilson wants is some help along the offensive line. They lost out on center uh, Corey Lindsey in free agency as he is with the L.A. Chargers. And on top of that, while the Oakland Raiders were trying to, I don't know what they're doing with their offensive line. It's going to be completely remade. But center Rodney Hudson was traded to the Arizona Cardinals. And the Cardinals also signed A.J. Green today. So Arizona's making moves and Arizona is going to try and leapfrog the Rams and the Seahawks. So this means business. I mean, we, we know how good that division was last year. Again, the reason, the primary reason that they were really, really good in terms of the standings was because they were also playing the NFC East. Now, again, they were good teams. The LA Rams made the playoffs. Seattle made the playoffs as well. Arizona was on the bubble. Uh, they did have a questionable loss late in the season, but Uh, That entire division is going to be really, really tough. And Arizona is trying to do everything that they can to give Kyler Murray, Coach Cliff Kingsbury, uh, a chance to try and make the playoffs. And I I think that also has to be considered and factored into this because just how difficult that division is. Somebody's got to finish last. And I know you want to be the team that doesn't finish last, but for Arizona, I mean, you signed J.J. Watt. Now you sign A.J. Green. A couple of guys that... You hope you can get some production from. I don't know if you're going to be able to get a full season. Maybe you will. But I think the most significant trade, really, the most significant addition for Arizona is Hudson. He helps out on offensive line, helps out Kyler Murray by keeping him protected. Uh, we'll see what other offensive line help that the Arizona Cardinals can get uh, Kyler Murray because, obviously, he's going to have weapons. I mean, Fitzgerald, A.J. Green, uh, DeAndre Hopkins as well. No question that uh, Kyler Murray has the weapons within an offense, and uh, Cliff Kingsbury can do some things with those playmakers. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the NFC West. But did anybody really make any moves that you would think, okay, they're going to jump the Kansas City Chiefs or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the AFC and the NFC representatives in the Super Bowl? I don't think so. Even though Tampa Bay really hasn't added anybody, they've just been re-signing guys, getting the guys that they've had on that championship squad. Who out there do you really see them going, okay, hey, yeah, they got a real chance to threaten us? Because the way I look at it, yeah, Green Bay keeps Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones really wasn't a factor in the NFC title game, and or was he a factor in the first game? The offensive line, Green Bay loses Lindsley, a Pro Bowl center, so that hurts Green Bay, that hurts the protection for which Aaron Rodgers has. So that's not good. So I look at that and I go, okay, guess what? I think the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still the favorites within the NFC. And I still think that the Kansas City Chiefs are still the favorites in the AFC because of what they've already done. Now, granted, you look at the way Kansas City is, they've actually made some additions uh, because obviously they did lose Schwartz and they did release Fisher as well. It sounds like Schwartz might be retiring. Not entirely sure on that. But Fisher was a bit of a surprise. But they do have Thuny out there. They do have some guys that they feel like can be developed into great offensive linemen. So I think it's very interesting, and I think that I would go with Kansas City and Tampa Bay still the top contenders to make it to the Super Bowl for Super Bowl 56, which will be in L.A. So, so far in free agency, there's no team that's really wowed me. There are some deals, obviously, Dak Prescott that helps the Dallas Cowboys before Dak got hurt. That offense was humming, but that defense was not. We'll see if that defense changes here. Uh, Tampa Bay will play Dallas this year, so we will get a matchup and see if how much improvement Dallas really has made. Along with that, the Chicago Bears. uh, It was interesting. We talked about this yesterday about because Chicago ultimately wanted Russell Wilson. I think the report was, is they were willing to deal two starters, three first round picks I think a second rounder and a fourth rounder in there somewhere as well. They were willing to give up a ton to get Russell Wilson, but it would have been at the sacrifice of weapons for Russell Wilson, because if you give up all those picks, you have no way to get help. You're going to have to really try and hit on those late round picks, and there's no guarantees that you can hit those and that you can get pro bowlers or even all pros out of it. I mean, again, it's not like everybody can do what the Seattle Seahawks did, you know, in the early part of the decade where they were able to, okay, draft some guys in the fourth and the fifth and the sixth round and get all pros out of them. That doesn't happen all the time. It hasn't happened for Seattle, at least in the last couple of years. They've had some guys, but not consistent pro ballers. So along with that, I would also say this. I think it's really, it's interesting. Everybody makes fun of Chicago for signing Andy Dalton. Everyone praised Washington football team for signing Ryan Fitzpatrick. Andy Dalton has made three pro, made three Pro Bowls and has made it made it to the playoffs with Cincinnati five times. Now, things would have gone differently if Vontez Burfitt doesn't cause penalties and Cincinnati loses a playoff game to Pittsburgh a couple of years ago because of their defense. That's not on Andy Dalton. So I I look at the Andy Dalton signing and I look at all the trash on social media that went along with it. I'm like, it just shows you how out of touch people are when it comes to the quarterback position. Yes, is it a big, splashy signing? Do you feel like the Chicago Bears are Super Bowl bound? No, not really. But guess what? It's not like the NBA where you have to go get a LeBron James or you have to go get Kevin Durant or a Kyrie Irving. I mean, and at the same time, too, you have to pair guys with those guys in order to feel like you're a contender. So for the Chicago Bears, yeah, who knows? Andy Dalton could turn that team into a playoff team. And if you make the playoffs as an NFL franchise and you win a playoff game, you're an automatic success in my book. Remember, Josh McCown, I can't remember, I think he either nearly had Chicago in the playoffs, or maybe he did, but there was a time when Josh McCown was leading the Bears, and they were a competitive bunch, and they looked like they could have made the playoffs. He got a decent deal out of it because he signed with Tampa Bay the next year and was their starting quarterback for most of the year, which ultimately led to Jameis Winston the following season. But still, I mean, you could go two ways with that. Andy Dalton could be really good and you play, uh, you know, 500 ball. Maybe you get to the playoffs because, again, you do have that seventh wild card. That's how Chicago got to the playoffs this past season. Chicago's kind of playing in that no man's land. And so that's why I think the Annie Dalton signing is good because, again, he is a stopgap quarterback right now. He can help a younger quarterback if they're able to draft one. And there's quite a few quarterbacks that a lot of people like. Maybe Chicago can be a team that is someone that goes and gets a Mac Jones. Because here's the deal. If you get Mac Jones, with no guarantee that I think, you could, I don't think there's going to be a huge run on quarterbacks in the first round of the April draft, unless it's the top three. All right. It, it's going to be, I think it's, uh, what is it? Obviously, Lawrence, I think Jacksonville's going with him. You look at Justin Fields as well. I think Trey Lance is in there, and I think Wilson's in there. So four quarterbacks, essentially, to go in the first round. I think everybody else is going to be outside of that. And I think Chicago could potentially find themselves in a position to try and trade back. Maybe they get a guy like Mac Jones. All of a sudden, here's the deal. If you spend a pick on Mac Jones, who a lot of people are really kind of liking, again, I find him is to be a good you know, late first round or maybe early second round pick if you need a quarterback, Maybe he's a guy that you can develop, and if you can't develop him, guess what? He probably doesn't cost you anything, and you move on from him. But again, you have Andy Dalton right there. He learns from Mac. If you draft Mac Jones or any quarterback, Chicago drafts that could potentially uh, help out. So I just think that the all the the, the trash that Andy Dalton's being thrown uh, is just ridiculous. Because again, this is a guy that a lot of people like to forget: three Pro Bowls, five playoff appearances with the Cincinnati Bengals. And sometimes even without A.J. Green, who got banged up towards the end of his career. And again, with a defense that was suspect. So, like I said, I just think it's interesting. We'll see what happens come the football season. Because like I said, when you make a signing like that, potentially, all it takes is one year. It's Like I said, it's not like the NBA, where it's, you know, as... You know, the top teams do live up to the hype and they make it. Uh, whereas, you know, we see teams all the time that, you know, one of the worst teams that could become one of the best teams the next season. Look at the Tampa Buccaneers for one reason. Uh, obviously, it helps when you sign the GOAT, but my point being, we see teams like that all the time. Andy Dalton could be a good one year starting quarterback that makes a fun season for Bears fans. Coming up next here on the Knock On Sports, we will chat with Matt Kiwi from the Montana Standard as we talk Montana sports betting. We'll get his thoughts on some of the games that you're looking at possibly as upsets within the first round of the NCAA tournament. We'll also get some advice on how to look at lines and how that could determine your bracket as well. We'll discuss all that and more next here on the Knock On Sports.